1: Good morning and welcome back to the All About Real Estate Edition. I am your host, Carol Morgan, joined by my co-host and friend, Todd Schnick. First, we would like to kick things off by thanking New American Funding for being our 2021 show sponsor, our 11th year on air, if you can believe that. It is going to be a fantastic year with them as a partner. And if you are out there shopping for a new home, please consider them for your mortgage. They have all sorts of fantastic programs. So, Todd, I don't know about you, but I'm really looking forward to today's guest. This is going to be a fun conversation, you know, really about all the things that make communities special and make them what they are.
2: We've been doing this show, as you said, 11 years. In year one, we didn't really talk about that much. And I love that over these 11 years, this idea of community and what that means is so much more important in terms of decisions that are made on where people live and how they live. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a neat yeah. conversation.
1: Thank you for thinking. You're absolutely right. We really didn't talk about it that much 11 years ago, but I think it's become more and more important and come even more to the forefront with COVID, especially, you know, people really no thinking about where they live and where they want to live and how they want to spend that time. Yep. So with no further ado, I will welcome our guest, Ben Simpson. He is the president of St. Burke. Welcome to the show.
3: Thanks, Carol and Todd. And, and thanks for inviting me to be part of your it, podcast and a part of your community.
1: Yeah, well, well, yeah, just jump in there and give us a little bit of background <laughs> about yourself. I'm sure everybody's noticed you have a little bit of an accent. So yeah,
3: talk about yeah. that
1: and um, tell us how you got to be at St. Burke.
3: Well, I'm a bit of a mixed bag, really, uh, as I suppose most people are. I am, in summary, a passionate business owner, a property developer, a community builder and placemaker. And I have a 25-year track record of leading great project teams and stakeholders to create really great places and, and thriving communities. And as you can tell from my accent, I'm not from around here. I moved myself, my wife and five children uh, here from Australia three years ago to take on the role of president at St. Burke. And then prior to that, I spent 16 years working with Stockland. Uh, Stockland is Australia's largest residential community builder and one of Australia's largest diversified property groups that have been around for more than 70 years So I spent 16 years with them and my last role with them, I was responsible for the design, the development and management of a very large property portfolio and a team of 50 people uh, with an end value of more than $16 billion. Uh, It included 23,000 future residential lots across seven major master plan communities, including Australia's largest master plan community and highest selling community called Aura, which will eventually be home to more than 70,000 people. Prior to Stockland, I worked in various roles, both in the private and public sector, and I contributed to a range of development projects of national and international significance, including a number of the projects for the Sydney 2000 Olympics. And I also have a a bachelor's degree in business, majoring in property economics.
2: What a cool career. Gosh, there's a lot of fun stuff I would love to get into with all these different things that you've been involved in. Very, very cool. But we're here today principally to talk about St. Burke. So let's dive into that. Give us the 10,000-foot view. What's kind of the mission and purpose of of St. Burke? What's it all about?
3: Well, um, St. Burke is a professional services business or consultancy. We specialize in asset management and property development. We're primarily focused on residential communities and commercial assets. And we are a team of, of property and development specialists with a wide range of qualifications and experiences. We have uh, qualified construction and development management people in our team, we've got civil engineers, we've got landscape architects, land planners, marketing people, people that are uh, you know, really experienced in market research, analysis, business and finance experts. And collectively we have more than 200 years of experience combined, and we've delivered over 30,000 uh, home sites and, and a whole range of communities uh, in the US and in Australia.
1: Well, you guys have been um, pretty busy. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, today our focus has really been on problem-solving stalled or abandoned communities that were the victim of the the downturn, uh, and there was a lot of those in the southeast, as you know. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing that mainly on behalf of our our, our founding partner, DrayPack Capital Partners. But while that that's been our primary focus today. It's changing now. We're now um, working with a whole range of new clients and we're primarily looking at at helping them acquire a new sites, helping them with their due diligence, uh, the planning and placemaking process for their projects and then delivering those for them. So it's changed more recently, but to date, most of our focus has really been on those sort of stalled or abandoned communities. And there was a lot of those that had partially or unfinished community amenities and houses in the middle of essentially, you know, fields where there was one or two homes. So a lot of those uh, residents have been waiting for sort of 10 years for for the community to be completed around them. So, and there's a lot of, you know, issues you have to work through. So our capabilities, uh, our experience spans, a whole asset and project lifestyle, life cycle, sorry, uh, from due diligence and acquisition all the way through to ongoing on the development phase and then, and then ongoing management. We were founded in 2015 by Draypack Capital Partners. They came over to the US in 2011 and um, during the downturn and very quickly they acquired a whole range of undervalued assets as a result of the downturn. And they worked out pretty quickly, you know, they got up to about, you know, 100 plus assets and found that they were dealing with multiple parties and uh, stakeholders. And it's a really difficult process when you've got all those moving parts. So what they really needed was a one-stop shop. And so they created St. Burke to be their in-house team, development team, asset management team. In 2017, uh, St. Burke was uh, created as a standalone company because they felt quite strongly that the experience that we had had as a team and the skill set that we have would be valuable in the future not just to pack but also to other clients.
1: Yeah, absolutely and it certainly has proven to be helpful to other people as well as just um, Draypack. Yeah. Fast credit approvals, accelerated loan processing, expedited underwriting. Call your New American Funding Loan Officer today to get pre-qualified. For more information, call New American Funding at 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. a little bit about your approach to development. You know, when a new project comes to you, where do you start? What do you look at?
3: Well, I, I think because of our unique origins being created as, initially as part of a, a property investment firm, I think it puts us in a bit of a unique position because we do look at all of our projects, all of our assets through an investment lens. You know, not only do we want to create you know, great places that are enduring and will go on beyond us uh, and be you know, considered great places and that we're proud of we really do need to make sure that first and foremost, that it's a commercial success for the client and that they're they're commercially viable from day one. I think everyone learned a lot of lessons from the downturn (laughs) and it's a really healthy thing for us to do to to make sure that our measure of first measure of success is needs to be able to be, it needs to be able to be funded. It needs to be able to be commercially successful. And then that gives us our license to continue doing what we're doing, good work. So Typically on all projects, we not only design them and deliver them, we also put into, into place all the key commercial infrastructure that does make it a, a commercial success. It's not just about having a great plan that everyone loves and thinks looks pretty. It's also about having a really good strategy and how you're going to develop it, doing your research, doing your homework about what is the market, what is the type of homes and the type of community that people can afford, and you know, what is that best outcome that people can afford. Uh, will the local economy support that community on an ongoing basis? Do you have enough people that live and work there? And what do they want? So we do put together that really comprehensive development strategy, which is a really essential part of placemaking, good placemaking. But we also do the market research. We do development costings. We do feasibility studies for most of our projects to so that we can get into the mind of our client and understand how they structured the deal, how they acquired the property, what have we got to work with in terms of the key inputs and assumptions that they've made? And then that gives us sort of a lot more clarity about how flexible how we can try and improve the outcome, the um, development outcome, and be able to put a dollar value to that <laughs> mm-hmm. so that they feel comfortable to then make the investment decision, deliver the, the community, but we also then achieve the outcomes that everyone else or the other stakeholders are looking to achieve um, with the outcome that we deliver. We also put in place development agreements with all the key authorities, um, obviously get it to secure the approvals. We also have a real focus around um, robust sort of consultant and contractor agreements, making sure that the client is protected, the contractors are protected, the consultants are protected throughout the process. And that it's really clear as to what the pathway is to be able to get to the end outcome. And then obviously we take a really strong sort of risk management approach throughout the whole project to make sure that we're always checking about what is our key risk here? How are we going to mitigate those? And I think if you do all of those things and put that infrastructure in place, then I think that's smart placemaking. It's not just about the pretty picture. It really is about creating that really important infrastructure to ensure that it's not just a great place, but but really successful
2: commercially. Let's go a little deeper with placemaking. It's not a concept that we talk a lot about on this show. And I want people to better understand what you mean by that. I mean, there's developing a community and then there's developing a community. I mean, help us understand why it's important and what the difference, the nuance is between the standard way we've been doing it versus placemaking.
3: I think, you know, it's probably some of your listeners are listening to this and going, well, placemaking, that's, yeah, sounds like a, you know, a newfangled word to to." basically describe something that's been done for a long, long time. Look, I, I think there's good development and there's bad development. And I think placemaking really is about putting the focus on creating a great place, not just a great space, but a great place where people want to be, not just for you know a particular activity or a use, whether it's living in a home or going to the local park, but they actually want to stay there. They want to come back time and time again, and the only way that you achieve that sort of outcome is when you actually take a more careful approach to, mm-hmm. to development right from the start. It's really that first investment decision as to what are we going to do with this piece of land, who is our who are, are our stakeholders, what are they looking for, understanding the history of the site, understanding the unique character of the place that you're you're working with uh, to begin with, <laughs> which a lot of developers unfortunately in the past have not done. And yeah. You know, I think America, and part of the reason that I am you know, excited about being here in the US and working here and being part of this industry, is that back in the sort of 60s and 70s, there was this huge movement against this sort of sprawling suburbia that was just mm. going out beyond the city and people having to drive long distances to get to work and to actually have a great lifestyle. And so there was a real focus of, of going against that and actually being a little bit more considered and a little bit more careful in the way that people are planning and designing communities. It's not just about the houses, you know, it's everything it's more than beyond the the doorstep. (laughs) You know, all all of those elements need to be thought about. And it's very, very easy in the development process. And there's lots of great examples across the US where there's these amazing visions that people had, great placemakers had. And unfortunately, particularly the bigger communities, you know, they've gone through multiple hands. And, And so that vision If it's not strong, um, if it hasn't been grounded in those sort of good, sensible placemaking sort of type of processes, then that vision gets diluted over time and things fall apart and stakeholders move in and out of projects. You know, people like myself, you know, on on the projects I used to work in Australia, they're they're multi-generational. You know, there'll be 10 of me before those projects are complete.
1: Yeah, especially so when you're talking why. about 70,000 homes. You know, yeah. that's it's huge. Really,
3: it's really, really important that it's grounded in a really right. strong vision that people are are thinking about what is the place we are creating and mm-hmm. that they put the infrastructure in place to actually deliver it, not just yeah, immediately but over the long term. And also you've got, you're have got handing something over to the community. So, you know, HOAs here in the US, you know, right. has HOAs. Yeah. You know, you speak to any HOA and they'll say, oh, you know, I wish they'd done this differently. I wish mm-hmm. they'd thought about that. And I think that's one thing that we really we really do well. Now, placemaking is not a buzzword anymore, I don't think. I mean, it might be a new concept, a new word that people use, but I think that times have really changed and over the last two years, the world has changed. A lot. It's completely, it's a different place. And I think it's brought you know, placemaking, the importance of it into really sharp focus. Now, people are no longer looking for a home. They want to f- be part of an experience. They want to experience mm-hmm. the place they live. They want to be part of a broader community. They want to feel connected. And at times, like the last over the last two years, they want to actually feel protected by their community. Right. So I think everyone is a lot more conscious about how important it is to have be part of a great community. Yeah. And I think COVID has really you know, border focus to not just creating great places and great communities, but trying to help people to not feel isolated uh, and disconnected, not just from their from the people that they live around um, or live next door to. I mean, my neighbours, for example, none of us really had any contact for a good six to nine months until everyone started <laughs> right. it felt like yeah. it, was, it was safe to go and talk to each other. Um, You're
1: absolutely right.
3: The trends that you hear about, you know, single women and, um, you know, alcohol abuse. I know that we all, our alcohol consumption, everyone's went up. And, you know, so that feeling of social isolation, disconnectedness really does make what I'm talking about and placemaking a lot more relevant to people and a lot more important.
1: I agree. Well, talk a little bit about, I know there's some differences when you work with St. Burke versus maybe another company. So developments, you know, come out of the ground and, a lot of times it's an engineering firm that's, you know, working on those. What's really the big difference between St. Burke and like an engineering firm when it comes to development?
3: Yeah. Engineering is a vital part of everything, really, you know, right. roads and bridges and towns. And they're not created without, they can only be created with the help of engineers. So I don't want to discount the contribution that they make. But yeah, you know, I think the key difference is that engineering is one part of the phase uh, of placemaking or community development. And, but St. Burke is a one-stop shop, and that's really, I suppose, our value proposition or mm. point of difference is that, that we are a one-stop shop, and not only for engineering component, but for everything, really.
2: Ben, I'm curious as to your actual approach to how you do your work, and I'm particularly interested in, say, how you look at home builders differently than, say, maybe your typical shop. And then when you're launching a project, what's your unique Approach to how you kick off something, uh, a new project. What do you do differently there?
3: In Australia, we, you know, we did the industry, the property development industry, wasn't really hit as hard as it was here in the U.S. So uh, I found that there's a real lack of property developers in, in particularly in the southeast. And when I, in my old, my old uh, role the company I used to work for, and the industry in general, developers did what developers do, and placemakers did what placemakers do, and then builders basically focused on their core business. And so our approach at St. Burke really is, is no different to that. We, we try and uh, let the home builders do what the home builders do with selling homes. And really our hope is that they'll leave the rest to us. So we try to understand, you know, the way we work with them is we try to understand their internal processes. I think a lot of it comes down to their internal dynamic and how they make decisions and their processes. So we try to understand that first so that we can then sort of come in as part of their team seamlessly. We start typically with helping them through the acquisition and due diligence process for the, you know, buying uh, new sites. We help them with their market research, uh, understanding you know, who their competitors are and how they could have a point of difference uh, with their developments. We also provide them with feedback on what we, we believe the local market is looking for. We then, once we get past the um, investment decision point and we've helped them with that, we then start working on the planning and the design of the community. And the good thing about working with the home builder is we're working, not just focusing on the horizontal development, the building of the streets and the bridges and the parks and the amenities, but also thinking about how does the house, how do the homes fit into the, the whole setting? So we're able to sort of bring all of those parts together, working with the home builder. We manage the consultants. We manage that we do all the bidding for to get the contractors on board to do the the work, and then we hand over the finished lots and the amenities to the the builder, and then they sell the homes and do what they do. Gotcha. Well,
1: it is obvious that you love what you do. Um, <laughs> what are you passionate about? What do you love about your day to day job?
3: Well, I think professionally. I'm really passionate about creating places that I'm proud of and that, that are embraced by the communities that I create them for and actually add you know, something of great value and significance to the area, not take away anything. I think one of the key things for me is I feel really passionate about a particular community if I know that I've really taken the time and effort to understand the place on which I'm creating the place. So the history of the area, what's the character of the people that live there and what are their aspirations? And I think if I can connect all those dots, then that's where my real passion is. I I want to be proud of what I do. I, I, you know, I've got five kids, they've all driven through and experienced and yeah, physically the places I've created. And that gives me a lot of satisfaction, but I just don't want them to think it's great. At the start, I want to I want them to come back later on and hopefully be really proud for what I've done. On the personal side, my real passion is my wife and my five kids, and I'm really passionate about making the best of the great opportunity that we have in sort of living in the US and experiencing Atlanta and being part of the community here. And um, you know, I know that that's a really rare experience for my kids and for me. You know, I'll it's something I'll always remember and. And not many people get that opportunity. So I'm really passionate about that and making sure, you know, we get through it all safely and (laughs) have a great time Um, and hopefully do some good stuff along the way.
2: That's outstanding. Yep. Well, those are good things to be passionate about. No doubt about it. Uh, Ben, we're out of time. So before we let you go, should anyone need to connect with you and learn more about you and your work at St. Burke? Where do they go?
3: So the easiest way to connect with us and sort of learn a bit more about St. Burke is to go to our website, um, www.sttburke.com. You can also reach out to our office. Our number is 678-853-2530. And we've also got a LinkedIn page an Instagram page. And our handle is at St. Burke.
2: Gotcha. Ben Simpson, president of St. Burke. Ben, great to have you. Excited to see where this all goes and uh, look forward to uh, crossing paths down the road. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Carol. Absolutely. Our pleasure. All right. Well, that wraps this week's All About Real Estate Edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan. I am Todd Schnick. It's all the time that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And we look forward to seeing you again right here tomorrow. We'll see you then
0: Call them at seven seven zero three eight three thirty three sixty, 383 3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at com. Check out the radio show by visiting com, or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app.